Welcome to the Megan Walrod Show and to a world of magic, joy, and possibilities where you create a life and a business you love by prioritizing all that lights you up. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Megan Walrod Show. I am your host, your guide, your fellow adventurer, Megan Walrod, and I'm delighted to not only welcome you to episode 13, but also to welcome you to a whole new year. Happy new year. Happy 2022. Oh my gosh. How does it get any better? We have this whole next new chapter ahead of us. And I wonder what you'll choose this year to design it, to author it, to create it in a way that lights you up. And that's what this conversation is about today. This whole exploration about a hedonist's approach to resolutions. I'm going to be diving into looking at what are resolutions? What is a hedonist? Why take a hedonist approach to resolutions? And really what else is possible? With designing a life, a business, a world that really works for us, instead of perhaps doing what we think we're supposed to do or making plans from the outside in. I'll also be sharing with you some journaling questions that you can play in to go on a deeper dive into all of this. And I'll also be sharing with you two words that are really currency. And when you use these two different words in ways that are most resonating for you, and congruent for you, then you create the true wealth, more of the true wealth you may be seeking. And you can either use these two words for you or against you. So we're going to be exploring that as well during this conversation today. So let's talk about resolutions and hedonism. (laughs) So first of all, this is the time of year that so many people tend to be looking at, okay, what do I want to, what am I, what do I want my body to be like? That is actually one of the most popular resolutions for people to set is they want to lose weight and they want to exercise more. And resolutions are all about determining, making a decision to either do something or not do something. And it's often things that you haven't been doing that you want to be doing, or you have been doing that you don't want to be doing. Like maybe you've been smoking and you don't want to be smoking, or maybe you've been binge eating dozens and dozens of cookies every night. You don't want to be doing that anymore. And what you do want to be doing are stop eating those cookies and stop smoking and start eating more fruit instead, or you haven't been working out and you want to be working out. Or those tend to be the common, most popular things related to body. And I used to set resolutions every year. And when I was younger, especially like in my teens and twenties, and most often they were based on judgment, judgment, discipline, and deprivation. And I would look at, okay, so I want to lose weight. So what do I need to deprive myself of so I can lose the weight or And backing up a bit, 
the resolution was so often based on judgment, not appreciating my body for what it was in the moment. Instead, viewing my body with judgment and thinking, you know what? That's too big. That's too round. That's too soft. This can be stronger, leaner, tighter. And it was coming from, like I said, judgment and a sense that my body needed to look different in order to be more attractive to others, a potential mate, partner, lover, relationship. And it was creating, it was my best attempt at the time to create change in my life, yet it was based on conditioning and programming of what is attractive. And it was based on from the outside in. The outside world says, this is attractive. This is what I should look like. So I will resolve to judge myself that I don't look that way. And the only way to look more attractive is to judge myself, deprive myself of the kinds of activity or foods or things that I enjoy and bring in discipline. I better make sure I don't eat those things. I do eat those things and I make it to the gym and I do this kind of weightlifting or I do this kind of workout. And it's like this rigid, no pleasure, no appreciation plan to create change that never actually really worked. I mean, how often have you started off a year with these resolutions and take a look at this for yourself too. If you have resolutions right now, an invitation as always in any of my conversations with you, I'm going to invite you to like, this is a non-judgment zone invitation as you're doing your own reflection and looking at your own resolutions, past or present, if, they're, if they have been based in judgment, deprivation, discipline, that doesn't feel fun. Invitation to notice it, have awareness of it. See if you can become more aware of that without judgment. Because it's the judgment that creates such constriction and limitation and sabotages our way forward. So letting go of the judgment, just inviting you to notice and be aware with resolutions. And when you set them, before based in judgment, based on the outside in conditioning, programming, all these things, how apt were you to actually create the change you were seeking? A little bit, a lot. And if it was a little bit, perhaps you can experience some relief in your world to recognize perhaps there's another way to create change that's more effective, more easeful way more fun than the approach that you have been taking. And if you did create a lot of results from that way before, I wonder if there's, was it fun for you? And I wonder what more is possible 
when you bring in some of the wisdom of the hedonist. So I'm actually a big fan these days over the last several years of letting go of resolutions, actually. And starting to take a totally different approach. So rather than going, rather than creating a plan or seeking change from the outside in, from judgment, from programming, from conditioning, there's a choice instead to approach it all as the hedonist I truly be. Now, what is a hedonist? A hedonist is a pleasure seeker. A hedonist is one who prioritizes pleasure. And hedonists get a get a pretty bad rap in some in some circles. And I'm here to resurrect the hedonist as a really beautiful, worthy gift that we give ourselves when we actually allow pleasure to be our guide. Hand in hand with a conversation about allowing pleasure to be our guide, it's important to look at the untaming as Glennon Doyle talked about in her best-selling book, Untamed, the untaming, the unlearning, the unwinding, the untethering that we get to do, especially as women in this world, letting go of the conditioning that has told us, no, it's gotta be about hard work. You gotta work hard. We can't have ease. We can't have pleasure. Because that would just be, we would be out of control if we were allowing our pleasure to be our guide. If we were moving through our days with pleasure all lit up, choosing what works for us, choosing change and choosing new ways of being and choosing new desires to be our priority from the inside out. Oh my gosh, woman, you are totally uncontrollable when you're listening to those inner desires and letting those be your compass. So of course there's been conditioning and programming that's taught you from a very young age, even you know, from in the womb that you can't trust those inner desires. You can't live from the inside out. You can't be your own leader and have power within because then we can't control you. So instead we're going to try to control you. This is the conditioning, the programming. They're going to try to control us by telling us, no, you should look like this. And this is the kind of life that you should want and spend all of your money and, and, and energy and time on trying to look a certain way and be a certain way and achieve a certain thing so that you're not freaking dangerous, powerful, lit up, and hedonist. Because <laughs> then you really would take over the world and create the life you want. So if that sounds actually fun for you to create a life that actually works for you, a body that is alive and full of pleasure, a life that is 
juicy and scrumptious and succulent and brings you to life at a world in which you actually desire to live, then here's my invitation to you. Let go of the resolutions that are based on judgment. Let go of the judgment. Let go of the, the thinking and the habits that are based in this belief that you have to work hard and have deprivation to actually experience all it is that you desire. And be committed to the path of unwinding from those points of views and that conditioning and start, and that can look by making that choice to have you free of this conditioning, to have you free of this judgment, to be you and to begin to allow what lights you up, what brings you joy, what brings you pleasure to be a priority in your life and to guide you and to let those desires that live in your heart, in your soul, in your womb, in your self, big capital S self, to let those become your priority. And you could play with this. I said I was going to gift you with some journaling questions. You could journal with what lights you up? And fill pages with this. What lights you up? And what do you desire to create in life, in business, in your relationship with your body, specifically this year, over the next five years, whatever. If you're anything like me, you may be a bit of a futurist and the visions that you have, the desires that you have, you're like, wait, is that for this year or like the next five years or the next decade? So opening up to allowing it to be for 2022 and beyond. And so what lights you up? What do you desire to create or experience or catalyze or have? this year and beyond. And here's another great question you can play with. What could you add to your life today, this week, this month, this quarter, this year? What could you add to your life, your business, your body, your relationship, what I love about this question, I originally heard this question from Access Consciousness. What can you add to your life? So often, like I was talking about with resolutions, it's about deprivation and taking away. Like, oh, they say that Ben and Jerry's is bad for me. Those peppermint patties are bad for me. I should take those out of my diet and I should have a diet that is limited to X, Y, and Z. So I'm all about, as a hedonist, it's all about the pleasure and what can you bring into your life? What can you add to your life that would contribute to you, contribute to your cash flows, contribute to your blissful, orgasmic yumminess, contribute to your sense of inspiration. And the adding to is also really an invitation to receive 
for example, I just went to an immersive experience the other day called Beyond Van Gogh. And it was this experience of Van Gogh's art brought to life in multimedia. It was his art like in movement up on the walls of the convention center here in Portland, Oregon, and on the floors and on, there are many different walls and structures in the middle of the big room. So it was just this like huge, chaotic, creative art brought to life, starry nights just brought to life, the, the flowers, the self-portraits, there are all these different, different famous, images, paintings of his brought to life with music and spoken word and written word in English and French. And it was just this, oh my God, it was so delightful. I was just so lit up and so inspired. And it's like all the senses are engaged and immersed and fed. And beyond the, the physical senses, there was that sense of greatness and aliveness and turn on and delight. And I felt so inspired being in that space, inspired, lit up with my own creativity, my own expression. What is the, the greatness, the uniqueness that's pouring through me, that's asking for more time and attention and support and space for it to come through me without any agenda that it be the thing that, you know, makes me famous, like without an agenda for fame or fortune or any kind of that logical perspective of like, you know, I must only put time into those things that are rational, that make sense according to this society or this world, or I must only put my energy into those things that I can be sure are going to bring in money for my business or my career path, whatever it is. It's like, and creativity is such a great example of this. It's creativity for creativity, for the sake of it, for the sake of expression and play and being with possibilities and what might come through me today when I put fingers to the keyboard or pen to the page or brush to the canvas or movement to the music and let go of sitting behind the desk and allow my body to lay on the floor and move or put on some music and dance and see how that impulse within me that is divine, that is unique and universal, that is new and different and alive each moment, each breath. How does this impulse wish to move through me now and now and then now and now and next? And when we're willing to surrender into that and trust that, that impulse, that desire, there's this flow that we surrender into that is life force as it moves through us. And we've learned so well how to try to control it or suppress it or force it, or push it. And really, there is such ancient wisdom there that bubbles up within us that when we're willing to trust and surrender to this, I've had different 
elders in my life that I'm so grateful for, different teachers that have talked about this in the sense of one of my guides used to talk about this as she would ask us, are you in your movement? Like we each have a current. What is mine is different from yours, which is different from hers and his and theirs. And it's, and it's different. Am I in my movement? Or am I trying to push the river? Or am I trying to be over, am I in comparison mode, looking at what someone else is doing, trying to be in their movement? That's gonna, that's one of the biggest, best ways to fuck myself up if I'm trying to be in someone else's movement. So the, the task at hand, the job is to get in touch with what is my movement? How is life force moving uniquely through me now? And being so attuned to that. And another one of my teachers used to talk about it as being congruent with that flow. And yet another one of my elder teachers talks about it as the river, being on the river, in the river. And there's this current, this movement. And if you resonate with the language too of the feminine, this is the feminine flow, the way of being and creating. And when we do from this place and space, it doesn't feel like the hard work doing, it's inspired action, it's inspired steps that we are being the energy of that step. So the doing has more ease to it and there's more congruence. So there can be more of in acceleration and in amplification of the magic available to us without any undue sense of stress or push or the sense that I have to make it happen or the sense that, oh, faster is better. I have to go really fast to prove that I can do that. It's like it unfurls at its own velocity, its own speed without force, with a lot of allowance. And to be this, to choose this requires us to unwind from, as I've been talking about in this episode and previous episodes, a lot of the programming and learning that we've done that tells us we can't trust these desires. We can't surrender to the flow. We're taught that, you know, resolutions, you must have these resolutions and a clear goal and break that down into step-by-step goals. So you know every day what you're going for and this kind of thing. And if that turns you on and that works for you, go for it. Yet I know for myself, and there's certain ways that I create a hybrid. So there's also something to be said, and I'm an advocate for when there's the following of the flow, there tends to be the mistaken thought that, well, nothing will get done. And I might end up, you know, being in the flow with all these different tangents, never like 
getting to the actual target that I have of, for example, creating, you know, having, I'm, work, I'm writing a novel right now. And so like one of my targets is to have a published ready, publishable ready manuscript by the end of this year, if not sooner, and have an agent who is a champion and beginning to share my novel with different publishing houses. That's one of my targets. Now, I'm gonna share with you a bit about how I play with a hybrid approach that works for me, that brings together, you know, it's not that you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to say. There, there are certain aspects of goal setting that can really, that really work for me. And there are certain aspects of it that don't. And I'm bringing in more of the hedonistic, pleasure-seeking, flowing approach to this that really works for me, and yet creating a hybrid that has the both and, some of the masculine, feminine, so to say. So, and see what, see what lights for you, see what works for you, and what would it be like to be willing to play with this? So if you've been apt to, in the past, have like, this is my goals, you know, these are my goals, by 12 months, I'm going to have this, six months, three months and I'm gonna do this every day and this is my discipline. And if I don't do this discipline, then I'm going to judge myself as bad and wrong. And if I do do these things, I'm going to judge myself as good and right. And like, what else is possible with stripping out the judgment? So again, like taking what works for you, letting go of what doesn't work for you and looking at how might you allow pleasure to be a priority and be your guide and your desires from the inside out be your guide in whatever it is you're looking to change this year, create, have, experience. So let me share with you more specifically, and then I'm going to tell you about those two words that are your currency. And actually, let me talk with you about that first, and then I'll share with you about my own approach, how I use this in a really pragmatic way in bringing forth my novel. So two words, currency. They are your yes and your no. Your yes and your no, your yes and your no, your no and your yes and your yes and your no. So you may or may not know this about me. My business is called Live Your Yes. And I'm all about supporting women and living their yes. The yes is what lights you up, what brings you joy. The more and more that we choose that, the more and more from what I've seen, personally and through coaching women for the last decade plus is the more that we choose and prioritize pleasure, joy, what lights us up, the more success that we create, the more true wealth we create, the more that we're living our lives from the inside out with self-governance, with sovereignty, with the leadership of I'm both in the driver's seat of my life while also surrendering to this bigger, larger movement that I'm in. And I'm saying yes to that which lights me up and that which is congruent with me, my desires, and my movement. And I'm saying no to all the things that might be heavy or interfering with my path, my desires, my movement. Now, what happens, and I have talked about this in earlier episodes where, and yet it's so worth continuing to talk about again and again, because this is the 
excuse me, the untaming, the unlearning, the uncrossing the wires, we have learned early on in life to be people pleasers, to say yes when we mean no and no when we mean yes. And what that ends up creating is it actually does more destruction than creation. We end up filled with resentment. We end up associating guilt with when we're actually choosing those things we desire to be choosing. There's like the sense of guilt and doubt. And, and is it okay to be spending time doing nothing, having leisure, prioritizing pleasure? So it's like we're learning how to uncross the wires. So instead of doing the people-pleasing thing, afraid of also part of the conditioning is like this conflict avoidant. We've been taught that we will create conflict if we actually say yes when we mean yes and no when we mean no, because that will be against what other people want us to do. And so we'll be creating conflict and that must be avoided at all costs. But in the crossing of the wires, we've created more conflict internally and there's all this confusion about like, what the WTF? And like, wait, I really am wanting to choose this, but it feels unfamiliar. And like, I feel guilty when I start to choose these things. And so that's why it can be so helpful to be getting support from a coach, a program, an elder to support you in getting out of your own way. Because it's really that, it's both getting out of your own way by untangling, unwinding from, releasing from all of that conditioning while also becoming more and more and more you, who you innately be. Because who you're here to be, who you be, that is such a gift. And that's what all of this is really about. It's like untangling from the all the crap that tells you that who you be is somehow bad and wrong. And the only way for you to be good and right and survive in this world is to set those resolutions, judge yourself and do what other people tell you to do. And I'm like, fuck that. We got other bigger, more playful, pleasureful, fun creations here to birth and rebirth and experience and have. So ditch all of that bullshit and let's look at how to use your yes and your no. So let's look at whatever you've been saying yes to that you actually desire to say no to and vice versa. What would it be like to begin to, first of all, take inventory. Here's some journaling you could do. Write down, what are all the things you're saying yes to? What are all the things you've been saying no to? And again, as much as possible, letting go of judging yourself for those. So maybe I've been saying yes to, I really love my nighttime snack of paleo chocolate chip cookies and watching several episodes of Game of Thrones. And it brings me a lot of pleasure. And I've also been saying yes to staying up till you know midnight, 2 a.m. And I've been saying yes to waking up whenever I want to. And that was really fun to do when I was on vacay at the end of the year. And maybe I've been saying yes to the voice inside that says, who do you think you are to do that? And this novel sucks. And so I'm inviting you, I'm sharing some um, possibly true, possibly hypothetical, yes things that I've been saying yes to. And so these might be things like I've been saying yes to um, agreeing with the voice that tells me, who am I to do this? Or you're ridiculous. Don't do that. Like you should stay doing this instead. Or maybe you've been saying yes to, you know, 
prioritizing other people's needs or requests of you or taking meetings in the morning time when that's actually your best time to write. And maybe you've been saying no to the voice inside that's been saying, I really have this great idea that I wanna do. Would you please listen to me? But maybe you've been saying no to that. Maybe you've been saying no to that impulse to go to bed early and just lay in bed and be in space for a while. Or maybe you've been saying no to that impulse to check out those meditations you used to do that you haven't done in a long time. Or maybe you've been saying no to taking time to journal. Or maybe you've been saying no to, I really, you know, there's that impulse to smoke and I've been saying no to that. Or there's that impulse to go out and get that bottle of whiskey so that I can be having whiskey every night. And I've been saying no to that. So invitation to create your list. This is your inventory. What have you been saying yes to? What have you been saying no to? And then go through each of these and look at, okay, saying yes to that thing, what is that creating? And is that actually bringing you into your power or out of your power? And is it actually creating more for you? Is it actually contributing to what you desire to create? Is it contributing to having this desire or is it taking away from that? And so this can help you to start to look at, take the inventory. This is kind of like baseline. Where are you right now? Letting go of judgment. And then start to, one at a time, you don't have to do this all at, a, all at once. Although you might choose to, you know, whatever's fun for you, let pleasure be your guide. Start to uncross the wires. Those things that you've been saying yes to that you actually want to start saying no to, start saying no to them. Those things that you've been saying no to, maybe waking up early in the morning, spending some time journaling, having time for yourself in the morning for what's most important to you before taking client calls and meetings with other people. What could it create to start saying yes to those things? And this will contribute in such a huge way to sending a really clear message to yourself, the universe and all the people in your life that will be bringing you into a greater space of being in your movement, so to say, being in your current. And it lets, it clears out the static. And I've been learning and discovering so much over these last six, seven, eight months specifically about power and the more and more and more that I say yes to what is the big magic coming through me, the ideas, the inspiration that is coming through me, the more and more that I say yes to that big magic coming through me and I show up to it and I listen and my yeses and my noes are congruent with this desire, the more the magic flows. There's no interference. The more the support that I'm looking for shows up when it's time to enlist that support, the more that, the more that I'm having fun with it all. And so the currency of your yes and your no 
uh, a friend once shared this with me. I love this so much. She was like, inside every yes is a no, and inside every no, there's a yes. So everywhere that you say no to those things that actually don't support you, your desires, that kind of thing, inside that no that you're saying to yourself or something or someone else or some habit or thought or voice, inside that no is a yes. By saying no, for example, to I'm not going to give the microphone to that voice that says, this novel is a bunch of who he, who's going to want to read this? Why waste your time on this? There's no like guaranteed fame or fortune with this. No, I'm not actually going to invest another second in believing that voice. By saying no to that, I open up to the yes of the knowingness in me, the voice in me, the truth in me that knows there is something in this novel that is being asked to share with the world, with me first and foremost, and then with the world. And it's not my place to judge it as inferior or not good enough or bad and wrong. My gift to myself is to honor it and value it and allow it to move through me. And, and my commitment to myself is also to value myself in this inspiration by saying yes to morning time is my, some of my most fruitful hours to be with my novel. So I'm sharing with you now some of the hybrid ways that I've set up my life my schedule, my flow, to have the river and the riverbanks that have supported me in bringing my novel forward to the point where just early, early December, I handed off a completed draft manuscript of my novel to a developmental editor. And she came into my world, synchronicities, magic. You know, I, I knew that I was going to be seeking a developmental editor in the future. And then she arrived about a month or two before I actually required her services and her magic, yet she arrived and then she was there for when I was ready for it. So I sent that off to her early December. I received her feedback mid-December and now I'm in the process of revising my manuscript and we're working back and forth with each other. And so I, so that's kind of where I'm at in the creative process of things. And I'm learning so much. And with her support, I'm becoming an even better, stronger fiction writer. And it's just been so much fun. And so, okay, hybrid of here's what I've been doing. So I started doing this several, several, several months ago. I put on my calendar every morning and I do this in 30 day increments. I will put it's, it was a two hour, now it's a three hour chunk of time every morning from, it's usually about eight to 11 o'clock every morning for 30 days. It's a certain color blue. It says the name, the title of my book, the working title of my book, and that gets the priority of my day. So my days and seven days a week, 30 days, 30 days. I love doing it in 30 day chunks because then I commit to every day showing up for a few hours with my novel. Now, if there are certain days that I have to shift that around, I have flexibility with myself. But if I would only ever skip one or two mornings a week 
And I would often bring that extra time over to the weekend. So I bring more time on the weekend or I have the flexibility where I'm not bad or wrong. If I miss one or two mornings a week, that's kind of built in, but I have it in my calendar. I'm using the calendar as a container, as a riverbank so that I know it's there every morning. That's my priority. And then I bring so much pleasure into it. I have my day bed with my cushions and my fleecy white blanket and my beautiful blue um, covering that's laid over the cushions. And I have my laptop and I have, before I sit down to write, I, I do my stretches. So my body's feeling more limber and yummy. And I've got my special drink. My special drink has ranged from rasa tea to chai tea created here in Oregon to mud water to non-caffeinated drinks, whatever it is at the time, it's like my special drink. And then I sit there and I've got my drink, my hot beverage. I've got my music with my earbuds. And then I've got my, my laptop in front of me. And then I'm just going, depending on if I'm revising or you know, free writing, whatever it is, that's a whole different conversation. Yet putting it in my calendar and then having a ritual around it there is so much joy and pleasure in my world to show up. And, and like that whole space and time is all, oh, excuse me, is for me with my characters and the plot and, and all of that and the words and the pleasure and mm, finding the words and the ways to describe it that create so much pleasure for me, knowing that that will create more pleasure for the readers. So that's one example of where I've used that kind of like masculine structure, like goal setting every day for 30 days while infusing it with pleasure. And what can I add to my writing time each morning? What can I add to my day to create even more pleasure and enjoyment of this? Plus I'm prioritizing this novel is like my biggest priority right now that my body and health and healing and vitality and and so I've also let go of judgment. So like I said, if I don't do it every day, then there's not judgment. It's looking at, okay, what has created, what caused those things? Am I saying yes to something that I actually want to be saying no to? And part of the using the yes and the no as currency is also looking at the big picture. Okay, I love waking up early and early and early and earlier because there's something about that quiet time in the morning that's just like, so fruitful for me. So then I get to look at, okay, what do I get to say potentially no to or yes to at nighttime to contribute to me having that early morning and all the sleep that my body really thrives on. So looking at, okay, maybe it's starting to go to sleep earlier. And then what are the things backing up from there that I can say yes to and no to that create that yummy evening pleasure zone, whether it's watching an episode of Game of Thrones or would you believe it? I'm watching those episodes actually for the first time. I never watched it years ago when it first came out and it's phenomenal and it's intense. Anyway, I tangent, but it's so good. And so I might, or, you know, reading a novel or reading, you know, the latest book that has called my attention to it, 
or meditating or painting or whatever it might be. So it's like recognizing how it all flows together to be prioritizing pleasure and ensuring that my yeses and my noes are congruent and actually supporting me in bringing forth this desire of mine, which is a novel. And so one of the home play questions, home play, <laughs> one of the journaling questions you could also play with is going back to what are you desiring to create this year in your business, your life, your creativity, your body, your relationships, your wealth? What do you desire to create, to experience? And then you could create your list of what do you get to say yes to that's going to support you with that? And what do you get to say no to that's going to actually take you away from that? And another way I like to look at this is what are those yeses that bring you into your power? And what are those things you've been saying yes to or no to that have been taking you out of your power that it's time to uncross those wires, get congruent, get to a space of honoring you so that you can create this with more ease, more joy, more pleasure, and be in the enjoyment of becoming the woman who has that, becoming the woman who is the leader of your life, your body, your business, who knows that your big magic that you're here to share in the world and to bring forth, that actually gets to be a priority for you. And you're becoming the woman who prioritizes you. You're becoming this you that is the one who says yes when she means yes and no when she means no. And the trust that gets built with yourself through this journey is off the charts phenomenal. As you honor yourself in these ways by being that hedonist who knows what you know and allows pleasure and your internal voice of wisdom to be your guide. Holy wow, you create all that you desire and more with way more fun. And how does it get any better than that? So invitation to play with all of this and play with it for yourself and what kind of hybrid approach to 2022 would you like to create? And here's one last journaling prompt play that you can spend some time with. Imagine that it's December 31st, 2022. What are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? And write it as though it is right here, right now. And as you're writing, allow yourself to have all of those emotions of the joy and the gratitude that it is. And this is something that, that as you spend time with that, if that is something that you wish to meditate on then too every day, this is, comes from quantum physicists like Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's got some great meditations out there around this. One of them is um, tuning into future potentials. There's lots of others who do meditations like this, where it's like that invitation to act right now as though it already is. And you're sending a message to yourself, your body, and the universe 
This is what I'm asking for. This is what I desire. And I'm having it. I'm being it. I'm being the one who has this now. And my elevated emotions of gratitude and joy are becoming even stronger lighthouses and magnets attracting all of this to me now. And your capacity to actually receive it and create it heightens, increases exponentially. And so notice I used the word gratitude too. Earlier when I was talking about resolutions, so often they're based in judgment. What else is possible with choosing pleasure and gratitude, being so grateful? If there are different certain changes you'd like to create with your body, what would it be like to approach it from gratitude? Like body, I am so grateful for you. Your shape, your curves, your softness, your roundness, your strengths, your lines, your, you know, your hair, your colors, your this, your that. It's like, I am so grateful for you and show me what else is possible. What do you know? Is there something more available to us now about how we be and how we move this, this skin sack together that is energized by life force and enlivened? you know, by this creativity, this pulse moving through us, like, show me, how would you like to be? Would you like to be different? And when it's done from this way of co-creating and show me what's possible and show me what you know about this and from gratitude, well, see for yourself what else might be different and how you might have way more fun than you could have imagined possible, creating a life, a business, a body that lights you up. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode 13, a hedonist approach to resolutions and find me, find me on social, leave comments here. I'd love to hear from you. What's one thing that you're going to start saying yes to? that will contribute to you having what it is you really desire. I'd love to hear from you. Have so much fun creating your 2022, 2022, so funny, 2022. It's, I might have to say that several more times. Have so much fun being you and creating the miracles and the magic that you are and that are knocking on your door asking you to catalyze, receive, and create. Thank you for listening to The Megan Walrod Show. My intention is to inspire more women with the possibilities available to them to create a life and a business they love. So if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and share this episode with somebody who you know who might be looking for more magic, joy, and possibilities. For more information about how to join me in an upcoming class or other adventure, visit me on meganwalrod.com.